Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Well, welcome back to the Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here across the table for me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, yes. Victor Adams. Well, I just want to say Happy New Year's, everybody, because it is a new year. Yeah. 2024. Again, yeah. when I was in you know elementary school, <laughs> thinking anything past 2000 was you know flying cars. Oh, so, yeah. Right. So I'm still waiting for that to happen. You know? yeah, waiting for Skynet yeah. and the rise that's of the right. machines and that's all right. that. That's <laughs> right. Terminator coming right around hey, the corner. Hey, I mean, all this AI stuff, man, that's you right. never know. It may yeah. be around the corner. I saw something the other day where a car factory or somewhere had robots, and one of them attacked a, a regular worker there and, like, hurt a guy. Gotcha. So wow. malfunctioned and stuff. So I'm not so sure about all that. Right, right. <laughs> and they can keep all that stuff, right? I'll just do the work myself. I don't need right. robots. I don't know if it's like Rise of Machines or Planet of the Apes. I don't know yeah, who that's wins. Right. That's right. So, yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. We are here in the new year. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Happy New Year to you, too. And I know we had a great holiday and Christmas. I right. mean, sounds like you did, too, from what we were talking about. And, uh, you know, we're at that time of year again, Victor, where – uh, you know, a lot of people can feel angst or anxiety. You know, you've had this, maybe you had a few days off or maybe you had, you know, a long break because mm-hmm. your kids did or whatever. You had a couple of weeks of vacation left and you enjoy all that. And then all of a sudden like Christmas flies by and then boom, a week later, New Year's hits and you're like, oh man, I got to work next week. Right. Right. And I got to push that rock back up the hill or, or man, I have all these resolutions and things I want to make and so I just want to kind of dive into all of that because I know where people can be. I, I remember how I felt at Napa every year, and even now in the in the ministry, it's like, okay, what a what a blessing that's out in front of us another year to do the work. But you can you can get in the wrong place too, mm-hmm. and you start focusing on the wrong thing. So we're going to jump into all that in just a minute. But first, I just wanted to thank everybody, uh, everyone that listened last year in 2023, everybody that supported us financially, people that have joined us in the last few weeks as supporters. Uh, everyone that came out to the missions, to the parishes, and the priests, and the DREs, and the men that rose up to invite us to the parish and, and allowed us to help them launch something for men there, I just want to say thank you. Um, this would not be possible without your listens, without your shares, without people telling people about this. I mean, we're still a relatively unknown uh, ministry, and honestly, we don't spend a ton of money on marketing and all those things. So the only way that I'm sure that this is being shared is by you. It's about people talking about it. Hey, I heard something. You should listen to this guy's show or, you know, you should have this guy in. So I want to thank you all for everything that you did uh, to support us in this ministry. Uh, I pray for you guys each and every day. And it's a tremendous gift and an honor and a blessing to be sitting here in the studio every week talking to you as friends and also uh, in the times that we get to visit your areas and spend time with you and help hopefully to bring you closer to the Lord. So thank you for all of that. Um, Upcoming events here in the first quarter of 2024. We've got, I mean, we're hitting the ground running. January the 19th and 20th, we will be at the Cathedral of St. Joseph in Wheeling, West Virginia for a restored parish mission and a men's group launch. I've been working with Tyler and his team up there for a couple of months now, and I can't wait to get up there. Uh, That's about 30 minutes or so, maybe a little bit longer from Stu 
Steubenville. It's not far from Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania or Ohio. So if you're around any of those areas, West Virginia, anywhere, and you wanted to you know, come and see us, come out and see us. You can go to our website, justagownthepew.com, and go to our events page. And if you click that that event there at, Saint, at the Cathedral of St. Joseph, then there's a link to the Eventbrite. You can sign up, get your free ticket, all that stuff there. Um, but that's going to be that first uh, event in January is at St. Joseph, the Cathedral of St. Joseph in Wheeling, West Virginia. We can't wait to start a vibrant, life-changing ministry to men there and to go and to minister to the men and women of the parish through the Restored Parish Mission. February 2nd through the 3rd, we'll be at Queen of Peace in Gainesville, Florida. Got some good friends down there, Todd and Jim and Father Al, that have been working with us again for months uh, to get this thing on the schedule and get it planned. They've assembled a team. We're going to be building a group there, but also doing another mission. So I can't wait to get down to Florida. That's the kind of place I want to go in February. <laughs> a lot of times I'm like in Minnesota or you know, or Canada or somewhere like in the cold months. So that's a blessing in, in disguise for a lot of ways there. But for the weather, Victor, you're a Florida guy, so you know what I mean. That's right. Um, and then finally, in February, the last week of February, uh, February the 24th, I will be speaking at the 27th Annual Catholic Men's Conference in Columbus, Ohio. That conference has like 4,500 men. It's mm-hmm. one of the largest in the country. be speaking with Chris Stefanik and Father Burke Masters, the Cubs uh, chaplain, is going to be there. Uh, you're a Cubs fan, too. Get, so. get an autograph, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I'll yeah. see if I can work that out for you. Thank you. But that's what we've got coming up in the first couple of months. Please come out and see us if you're around in the area. We'd love to meet you, spend time with you, and just get to thank you in person for listening and supporting what we do. So any of those events are open to anybody and everybody, except for the Men's Conference That'll be men only, but but uh, I'd love to see any of you there. And for any anything else that we're doing, any other schedule, we're booked out a lot of months to August now. Um, I think August. Well, actually, we got some in October too. So you can go to our website at justagownthepew.com, go to the events and book me page, and then you can click all events and you can see anywhere we're going to be throughout the year. But if you want to stay in touch and know like exactly what we have going on all the time, go to our website, scroll down to the bottom, and subscribe to our email list. That way you'll get notifications each and every week of the new episodes. You'll also get uh, email updates on newsletters of what we're doing in the ministry, especially if you're someone who gives. You'll be able to see what we're doing with your generous gifts. So you can sign up for that at just a guy on the pew.com as well. Finally, last thing here before we jump into the episode, uh, our Italy trip is, is filling up. Uh, I think we've got about 42 people signed up right now. They did get a larger bus, so we're going to have room for 65. Uh, if we get up that way. But if if you want to go, there's still room is my point. Uh, it's going to be an amazing trip as we get to go and experience some of the sites where Eucharistic miracles took place uh, in the year of the National Eucharistic Revival, actually a month before that starts. So that's an amazing opportunity there to actually visit some of the places uh, where we had these Eucharistic miracles before we go to our Congress here in the United States. Um, but also to walk in the footsteps of saints like St. Peter, St. Paul, uh, gosh, St. Francis of Assisi, all of these people, Blessed Carlos Acutis. So if you want to join us for Italy, that is June 3rd through the 14th, you can go to our website, go to the events page, and it's there in the middle. Or you can go to our wonderful uh, travel partners, select international tours, and you can search my name there, and it'll pull up the trip, the brochure, and everything. We'd love to have you join us. Angela and I can't wait to go. It's going to be an amazing trip. So if you'd like to join us in Italy, you can do so by going to those links. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to that. I'm excited to get the year started off. And, Victor, i got to tell you, you know, I was spending some time 
you know, in the last few weeks, just trying to rest. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, uh, things had gotten kind of cloudy for me. Um, it was hard to sit down and really write content or to come up with things for the ministry. And and I just felt like I was dragging. And, you know, like I said, I think the last episode before the end of the year, you know, we've been to 31 cities and 18 states. I mean, just worn out. And so a lot of this break, I've just tried to pour into spending time with Angela and the kids and, and resting, you know. I mean, Dr. Bob and I were talking about things we're going to be doing together next year. And and um, and he was just like, John, you, you just need to rest. And mm-hmm. so I've been trying to do that. I've been reading some books and just trying to relax and spend that time with the family. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, and you and I were talking about, you know, there's always when the year flips, there's this this like, okay, awesome, Christmas, and you're excited, and it seems like Christmas takes forever to get here, and then boom, it's over like that, and then you're, you know, a week goes by, and you're through the new year, and you're like, oh man, now it's, I, I got to get, it's another year of what I went through last year. Mm-hmm. And it's also this time where we start to, to say, okay, well, this year is going to be different because I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to change jobs or uh, I'm going to grow in my faith, which should be everyone's number one resolution, I, I think, in our life is because we're never fully where we need to be. But as soon as we start to think those things, there's almost like this voice that comes in our head and reminds us of all the times that we failed in the past. Because I know, like, my thing is I want to I want to lose weight. I, I lost a lot of weight at the beginning of the year, and I, and I found it at the end of the year. So I'm ready to lose some, too. You misplaced it somewhere. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I just I must have left it in the closet, right. crawled out one night, and jumped back on me. I don't know, but um, it happens all the time. Yeah, that's right. I've seen it a million yeah, times. Right. <laughs> but it doesn't help when like you're surrounded by massive families we're blessed with, but also who like to eat. So oh, yeah. um, it's it's easy to pack it on. But I, I knew in the past, like I've said, okay, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I've you know gotten a gym membership and canceled it two months in, or ordered some online deal that you're going to lose a hundred pounds in two days and you know, giving up on that. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people are in that place. And what kind of happens to us is, is, is we start to think about the times we failed and we allow that to, to kind of talk us out of doing anything that's better for us in the new year. So Vic, I mean, I know a lot of people have resolutions Mm -hmm. going into this time of year for those things. Do you, what are some of yours? Have you thought about any? Well, you're, you're talking about the invisible tally board that we carry around with us. Like how many times (laughs) we succeeded and how many times we failed on it. Oh yeah. And so, like you say, we all have good intentions to, to, to be more faithful, to be more, more healthy, to be more present with your family, to be better producer at your job, you know, be better friends, you know, keep more in contact, you know, all these things that we, we seek to do because that's out of our good nature. We, we want to do that yeah. naturally. But there's, there, there's that, that barrier of, yeah, but can you really do that? Can you really... You really do that, and then you yeah. get to the point where you're like going, "Well, you know, this is this is the priority, and this is not actual a priority. This is something I want to do, but it wasn't something that I said I was going to do." You know, so you kind of yeah. like just justify that 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 desire to say, "Well, you know, I said I was going to drink 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 uh, th- three cups of water a day. Uh-huh. Two's fine, right? <laughs> That's right. And by you know next month is one couple, you know, yeah. a water a day. So it's one of those things where you know, like as we all know in sales, set a reachable goal. Right. Yeah. Um, and if it's reachable goal is to read, you know, let's say a verse a day. You know, yeah. if that's what if you never read the Bible, that's a good way to start. Rather yeah, than saying yeah, Bible in a year with right. Father Mike, I yeah. mean catechism in a year, all that stuff. And you can listen to someone read it to you. That way you know you don't yeah. feel guilty that you don't have your book with well, you. Don't explain it to you if right. you don't understand it. You right. Know? So I mean, like I said, there's there's all little things that we can kinda <clears> like find and tools to to really push ourselves to do it. And I think they say if you do something more than ninety days, then it becomes a routine. 
Yeah. You know, and then it becomes set in your daily thing. Like for me, I like doing the Wordle. So, you know, I've sure. been doing a Wordle for a long time. So guess what? Every day I do the Wordle, you know. Um, Is that a dance move or something? Or <laughs> No, my, my hips won't let me do that. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're used to doing something, you look forward to it, yeah. then, then it becomes something that's a priority in your life. Sure. And what you're saying is, like, what what are what's our priority? Yeah. What's our, our correct priority? Sure. And, and that's what the good the good thing about January and the new year allows us to to set the parameters of where we're going to. Right. What what some what are some of yours? Have you thought about any at all? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, we we do have these things where we we you know for Christy and I just to to have date nights. Sure. Uh, and that's just because you know her mother lives with us, and as you know, people who listen, that she and you know her her mother's. 92 and on COPD and fall risk, you know, dementia on really dementia. I don't know about Alzheimer's and that hit yet, but it's a lot of caring involved. A lot of constant, like checking what you need, helping her go to the bathroom, helping her this and that. So, so when you're always a care provider for somebody else, then that person has majority of the priority. Yeah. And especially if, if someone lives with a relative lives with you, guess what happens to your spouse and to your children? They still, you, know, you still love them, but that that attention is yeah. often like you know they're getting the uh, leftovers, right? Getting leftovers, yeah. and so and, and Chris and I realized that, and we brought in some help to come in for two of the days, and her sister Marsha, um, who's a saint in herself, comes in and stays like three nights uh, or four nights if we need to. So right now we're we're making it work for us, but like I said, for us date nights is to reset that time of how important it is to just be with each other yeah, and and to not like talk about the kid, talk about mom, but talk about us and what we want to look forward to in life, yeah. you know, and that is a great like grounding for, for both of us to like really have the same goals going forward, you know, not just yeah. be overwhelmed with the things of the daily household. Um, that is, that's something we've always continued to do. And we w- will continue to do because it, it's healthy for us. Sure. Um, and of course there's other small things where, you know, for my faith, like, you know, be, um, you know, read read some more books. You know, expand yeah. my 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 knowledge of theology because, it, like I said, in the Catholic theology is such a breadth of information that, like, it's like you just you can go one thing in the sacraments, yeah. one thing in you know in in like uh, polity, or or one thing in the saints. So it's, 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 there's so many avenues yeah, of information sure, yeah. out there. So, um, but yeah, I, I like to pull upon everything and learn more about. Um, other people's faith journeys as well. That's what yeah. I like to listen to. So you're trying to build some rooms onto that mind palace, is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, or <laughs> add or some extra rooms, clean it out with a clutter. And I don't <laughs> know. Right. Yeah. Well, man, I mean, I, I've got some too. I mean, yeah. I do. I do want to lose weight. I want to take better care of myself. Uh, it's easy to make an excuse. Well, I'm traveling all the time. Run mm-hmm. this and. And but at the end of the day, you know, you got to be responsible, make good choices. Right. So that's that's some things there that I definitely want to do. I want to be here as long as I can be for for my wife and kids, and then anything that the Lord wants me to do in ministry and stuff. So want to take care of myself, but and, and and more importantly than that, the same thing with my wife. I want to spend time with Angela. I want to mm-hmm. get her out and do things. I mean, she's in a difficult time right now. Yeah. She's trying to write her dissertation, then she's got to work to defend it. So um, it's very hard for her to break away from those things with a full-time job and the kids and everything for that. So we're trying to – I'm just going to keep asking, you know. Well, if we find a date night – When things get if thrown. If there's a date night for making you know. candles, we'll let you guys know. <laughs> That's you know, right. Sorry. No, Angel's in here. And, I mean, I, I just – she's got a lot of honor, and I just yeah. – same thing. I want I want to make sure that we're having time, uh, one, for me to listen to her and to be yeah. there for her, but also having time just to, to – where we're not growing apart because of the different things that have us going in different directions. Yeah, it's it, – so, life is yeah. – life is full of, like, you know, 
changing of priorities or, yeah. or different directions that happen on the spurt. Sure. Know, so, yeah. and, and so, like, when I was my, – my main one, though, like the biggest one that I really think I want to – um, I want to put into practice this year mm-hmm. is Philippians um, three thirteen through fourteen. I, mean, I was reading the other day as I was telling you I was resting and reading and all this stuff and trying to get back in the habit of reading scripture every day and been reading some of John Eldridge's books, Wild at Heart and Fathered by God yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I, uh, mean, I was I was reading through Philippians. I just kind of played Russian roulette or Bible roulette, whatever you want to call it, one day and flipped it open and it was to this and. You know, and St. Paul says in those verses, he said, only this one thing, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the finishing line to win the heavenly prize to which God has called me in Christ Jesus. Those of us who are mature should adopt the same attitude. If on any matter you have a different point of view, this too God will make clear to you. And it just really hit me. I was like, man, what a resolution. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to forget what lies behind. And that doesn't mean, like, the good times and the year and all the places we've been or the things that we've done with family or the successes we've had, but forgetting the bad things. Like, you you know, the mistakes we've made, the failures we've had. You mentioned uh, earlier, you know, we've got this sort of invisible board. We keep up with wins and losses, mm-hmm. basically, like successful. And the funny thing about that board is with the wins, there's no one yelling and applauding, right? Yeah. There's no crowd going, yeah, Victor, way to go. But when you have all the other side – with the negatives in the bat, there is a crowd yelling. It's mm-hmm. the devil and all his minions yelling in your mind and constantly telling you, yeah, you are a failure. And yeah, you didn't get it right. And yeah, you never will. So a lot of times when we go to look to change and we look to be different people, we we start to think, okay, it's January the 3rd or whatever, the 2nd after we get past the football and all that stuff. All right, it's time to put a plan into place. And you start thinking, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And as you're writing, I, I know I've felt this before, and I guarantee you all of us have at some point. As you're writing those things down or as you're going through your head, you start hearing that voice. It starts off quiet and then gets louder. You're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see that through. Oh, is that really? You're going to do that one again? That's 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 a gem. Right. That's funny, right? You're gonna you're gonna lose weight again. Oh, good luck with that, buddy. You'll have bonbons and and you know and, and right. whatever else. You'll be drinking whole milk here and you know whatever in a few weeks. You know, and that's that voice shows up and it tries to convict us of our past. And so what Saint Paul is saying here is you know his his one thing that he wants to do is to forget what lies behind and focus and strain forward on the present and what lies ahead. Um, because there is a goal, there is a more important thing in life, and that is to get to to heaven with our Father. So I want to read a little bit from what precedes that verse, because it kind of starts off there, only this one thing, forgetting what lies behind. Well, why is Paul saying that? Well, this is what he says here. Um, this is in verse 4. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if any man thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law a Pharisee, as to zeal a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as refuse, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own based on law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that if possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it 
my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brethren, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. So as we read that, we could see like Paul is, is saying, look, I know the flesh is hard. I know the world is banging on you. I know there's so many temptations to other things. And so often we failed, mm-hmm. right? That's why he's saying like, you think you know the flesh, not like I know the flesh. Mm-hmm. And what is Paul referring to? Murdering Christians, right? right? He says, I persecuted the church. Uh, being on the wrong side of the teachings of the Lord for a while, you know, being concerned of the law and not recognizing the new law that Christ came to, to set. And so he's sitting here. And imagine that, like we're sitting here probably going, well, I had those snacks I didn't want to have last year, or I, I, I failed at this, or I continued that repetitive sin. I get it. But Paul's sitting here going, like, I murdered people, uh-huh. and not just like one or two, a lot of people. And here he is saying, how am I going to move forward in my life by forgetting what lies behind and focusing and straining to what lies ahead? And that's why I think this was – that's where it came to me in this episode's called Forgetting What Lies Behind because I think it's the message that all of us need to hear in this new year, but also at all times in our life because that's who the devil is. He's an accuser. He's going to show up, and every time you try to do anything good for someone else, you try to grow in your own life, you, you, you try to grow in your relationship with the Lord, he's going to show up and start throwing those darts at the places where you failed before. He's going to start screaming on that negative side of the imaginary mm-hmm. board you're talking about. And so we have to realize what we have to do and, 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 and who we have to be. We have to stop listening to the wrong voice in our life, realize there's spiritual warfare. So many of us go, well, man, I had a bad day. No, you didn't. You stepped in the snares the devil laid mm-hmm. in front of you. It's not like coincidence you had a bad day. It's not just bad luck. The devil is an enemy that lives out there each and every day, striving to do whatever he can to get us to quit, to get us to lay down, to get us to be the people that care only for ourselves. And we continue to step in those things because we don't want to feel kooky and weird that we believe in all that angels and demons mumbo jumbo. Right. But it says in Scripture, there is an enemy. And he has minions, and his whole purpose is to seek and destroy. That's what Jesus says, right? And so we have to realize that and know that as we're coming to this new day and this new year, and our soul longs to be a better, to be better and to grow in virtue and all these things, that there is going to be those voice, that voice of the devil that is sitting there telling you you can't. And the decisions and the place your life is going to go depends on whether or not you're going to listen to that voice or not. Well, the thing about that scripture also, too, that pointed out to me is that Paul gave an extensive pedigree of who he is. Yeah. Like, you know, I was circumcised. I'm from the this tribe. Uh, I, I mean, might as well say, I, right, yeah. I'm all the way back to Abraham. Hey, what, what else can you prove, you know? And it's, it's kind of like an American politician saying that they were descended from Mayflower. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, that gives you privilege, but that doesn't mean anything in the sense of your faith. Yeah. You have to, like, put that aside because that gives you privileges in this life, but not in the spiritual specter of who you need to be. Sure. You know, you have to forget that because that comes with hubris, that comes with pride, that comes with ego. And what Paul is saying is, I put all that aside. Yeah. Because I've known what I've done. Yes, I've had riches and I've had like, you know, mantles of, of distinguishment about who I am in the past, but that wasn't who I really am. Who I really am is a son of God. Yeah. And who I need to be is to act like a son of God, to to perform myself as if a dutiful son to do my God's will. Sure. And and I think that's kind of what we need also to realize is that like you were saying, is that we're gonna have someone that's gonna be constantly coming up in our whisper in our ears is that you're not good enough. Who do you think you are? You're 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 not this humble person. You know, yeah. you look at what you've done and 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 what Paul says put that in the past. 
Yeah. You know, start today to knowing that you are loved, you're a son of God, and you want to do good. Your will is to do good. Sure. So do good. Well, and that's the thing. Like, he says, I count everything as rubbish, right, mm-hmm. Like besides Christ. And that's a great place to start the year because, honestly, all the other things we want, good health, all those things, right. they come when you're actually giving yourself and surrendering over to the Lord. Because guess what? Like, I don't want to treat my body like an amusement park. I want to treat it like a temple of God, right? I want it to be this place where I'm, you know, that this is on lease, right? Mm-hmm. That it's that this belongs to God, and I'm going to treat it respectfully. So all these things that people started at the beginning of the year, the weight loss, all those things. I I want to be less stressful. I I want to be nicer. I want to spend more time with my family. Well, all of that starts when you count everything else as rubbish, mm-hmm. and you start to look at the main priority of your life. Is I want to be. I want to come into a greater knowledge of Jesus Christ. So he can take me to his father, and I, and my father can greater inform me of who I am. Mm-hmm. You start to do that; all these other things line up. But again, you're right. Like we have to, we have to stop listening to the wrong voice in our life because you're the devil's going to show up and beat you in that first week. Just like working out. How many times has it been years since you worked out? And you're like going to the gym, and you make the mistake of like doing a million things and lifting a bunch of weight, and then puking later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, and you yeah. get in the car and you can't move. <laughs> yeah. You get by the time you get home, your arms are on fire. It feels like every one of your muscles mm-hmm. is ripped. You, you're sore for three weeks. You never want to do it again. And that's why most people quit mm-hmm. because they can't get over that soreness. Right. But if you keep going. Like after a few days, after a week, all of a sudden it starts to feel normal. It doesn't hurt anymore. And you can get past that. But so many people quit, and that's when the devil shows up, right? Oh, God, look at how are you going to work feeling like this? You know you're going to go home and be a jerk because you're Mm -hmm. hurting, you're tired, you're going to treat everybody like crap. So just stop doing this, right? Because you don't want to be mean to people. That's how he can play. He can even use good things. You don't want to be mean to people to play you into a place of quitting something that's better for you. So like that's that's what we have to realize that there are there is spiritual warfare and he's going to show up and he's going to try to get you to quit doing anything <coughs> excuse me that's going to make you feel better about yourself that's going to make you love people uh in a, in a better clip uh that's going to make you focus more on God that his goal is to never let that happen. It's almost like there's a bell tied to his toe or something. Mm-hmm. And whenever you start waking up and you start trying to be different, that bell starts ringing. He sits up and notices. And then, whoom, it's like flank him. Send everybody, right? We're about to lose him. And that's what happens in our life. And and with this New Year resolution, if we don't go into this with a mindset of there's going to be spiritual forces out there, right? Paul says the principles and principalities out there that are going to be trying to thwart whatever we want to do good in our life as we start this year, then then we're playing this as a fool, right? We need to realize that don't feel quirky that, oh gosh, I'm talking about the devil and demons. People say it to me all the time. Why do you talk so much about it? Because it's real. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you if you're blowing it off, then guess what? You're winning the battle for him, right? Right. They, this guy doesn't even believe I exist. It's just like Kaiser Soze and Usual Suspects, right? The greatest trick the devil ever played was was convincing the world he didn't exist, mm-hmm. right? And even the screw tape letter. C.S. Lewis talks about that when when the the young uh, demon is asking uh, his his grandfather, whatever it is, you know, screw tape, his or, uncle, yeah, yeah, his yeah. uncle, like what's the what is the best thing to do? And he's like, what's step number one? He's like basically convincing him you don't exist. Mm-hmm. 
right? Convincing them that you're not real. That's how you start to really get into their psyche and start to control things. So, but there's another voice out there, and this is how we have to flip the script. So, like, how do I keep from looking back at my mistakes and being convicted by them? Because again, that's what the devil's going to do, right? Why try? Why even get you know, get started? You know you're going to fail. Don't waste the energy. You're just going to be disappointed in yourself. You can skip all that by not even trying, mm-hmm. right? So, how do we flip the script from there? And, and make our lives different than what they were in the past. And it's by looking at the voice of God, listening to the voice of God, and looking at him as a loving father. You see in Scripture all sorts of places where, you know, not just Paul says this to us, but also um, in Isaiah, Hebrews, and Luke. So here in Isaiah 43, 18, 19, it says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing, Mm -hmm. right? This is God the Father going like, forget all that other stuff. We're going in a new direction, right? Stop worrying about former things. Stop considering the things of old. Stop looking at the times you fell and start concentrating on the times you got up, Mm -hmm. right? Quit quit focusing on the negative part of that and look at how many times you were able to get up. And now we can move forward from that. Uh, Now, in Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, right? All the people in heaven, the cloud of witnesses, the saints have gone before you, your family members that have passed, all the people that have made it to, to heaven, this cloud of witnesses, we're surrounded by them. They're cheering for us, right? They're they're pulling for us. They're praying for us. They're interceding for us. It says, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God, right? Put away everything else. Set aside every weight and the sins that just hang on us, right? right. That's what this is. The devil is con- convincing you and accusing you, well, you did this. Well, you did that. Well, you thought you were going to be better in this way, and all you did was mess up all year long. Stop listening to that. Wipe off that stuff. Like Pull those things that cling off of you and and, and, and give it to Jesus. That's what mm-hmm. it's saying, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. And then Jesus says himself in Luke 9, 52, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. You can't live the way that you're called to if you're looking in the past. If you're going into 2024 and you want to change your life, you want to do all these things, but you keep giving in to the devil who's making you turn around and look back at the past, things you can't do anything about, but you're focused there, then you're not going to be able to move in the direction you need to, right? Why do you, why can you not plow a field when you're looking behind you? Because you're going to have squiggly lines all right. over a field, and you're going to wind up over here when you were trying to go there because you're, you're not paying attention to right. what matters. You're not looking at the horizon. In front right. Of you. yeah, right. You're not looking at what's in front mm-hmm. of you. So you know, that's where we have to start listening to God. And then even St. August, uh, Augustine says some things about it. He says, trust the past to the mercy of God, the present to his love, and the future to his providence. Right, that's that's all we can do. You know what? I, I had a checkered pass this year. I did walk away from God. I did fail at my job. I wasn't the best husband and father or mother and and and, and wife. I wasn't these things that I've told myself I wanted to be at the beginning of the year. I'm, I'm 40 pounds heavier than I was when I said I was going to lose weight. Okay, you can sit there and think about that, or you can trust it to the mercy of God. Right. God, I can't do anything about that. I know you're there for me. I know you forgive me for the things that I I messed up, the mistakes I made. Now I'm going to trust you 
the present, my present where I am right now to your love, and then my future to your providence, mm-hmm. right? To your to your goodness. I'm going to trust you is what St. Augustine is, is inviting us to. And then he goes on to say in another one, we count on God's mercy for our past mistakes, on God's love for our present needs, and on God's sovereignty for our future. So he's basically saying the same thing with some different words there. But we have to listen to these people that have gone before us, and we certainly have to listen to the Word of God in these situations. Because the last thing we want to do is is make our mind, set our mind to something, and before we even get a chance to start it, quit because we simply have listened to the wrong voice. We've listened to somebody who seeks to destroy us. So, you know, Victor, I always tell people, like, you can't do anything to change what you've done, the things you've said, or the choices you've made, right? You just can't. All you can do is resolve to change who you are and who you want to be moving forward. And in this present moment, that's what you can do. You can choose to stop listening to the devil and start believing in the promise of becoming who God created you to be. And unfortunately, that's where a lot of people never get to that because we can't, that that one voice is loud and screaming and accusatory, and the other voice is very quiet. And it takes silence, and it takes maturity. That's what St. Paul was saying at the end of that. Only this one thing, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the finish line to win the heavenly prize to which God has called me in Christ Jesus. Those of us who are mature should adopt this. This is the point of our life that we all have to get to in the Christian life, Victor. It's like It's not just about going to church. It's not just about doing some things here or there. It's actually, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mature in my faith to the point to realize that there are powers and principalities, there are two forces out there warring for my soul, and that I have to pick a side and I have to start living in that, right? It's not just about checking boxes. It's about understanding there's a call on my life to follow the Lord and that he needs to be my everything. And in maturity, I have to start doing things like this, not sitting around going, woe is me, woe is me, life's terrible, you know, poor pitiful me, I failed at this again. That's not what God wants, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of power, it says, Paul says in his in his letters. And that's what this means is like taking that power and renewing our mind. That's what he says. You know, take every thought captive and make it obedience to Christ. Just as it says, looking to Jesus in that Hebrews, right? Give it to Jesus. Lord, I'm struggling with this. I don't believe in myself. I don't think I can hold up to these resolutions, but I can with you, right? Like I can do all things through you who strengthens me. Right? So putting this off of ourselves and onto the Lord, you know, take every thought captive, but also renew your mind. Right? You don't have to listen to those voices. You have a choice in that. Again, maturity. I know what that is. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going down that rabbit hole anymore. I'm going to turn from that and I'm going to listen. I'm going to seek in my time and in my life that quiet voice, which I can only find in prayer and in silence uh-huh. and in adoration. Right? That's what we need to do. And, and so if you want to make those changes, you've got to make them and quit listening to the devil and start believing that God is who he says he is, you are who he says you are, and that you can do anything that you want to, as, but you have to quit listening to the wrong voice. So, I mean, Victor, I mean, I, I don't know what other thoughts you have on that, but that's going to be my New Year's right. re- resolution is I'm going to forget. Every time the devil shows up to convict, to convict me of, John, you can't do this in ministry. You can't write another talk. You haven't written one in forever. You can't be this. I'm, I'm going to be in this thing, plug in Franciscan uh, with Father Dave Pavanka that's coming out in January. It's called My Father's Father. And it's like Chris Devanik and Heather Kim and Dr. Bob and Fa- Father Jacques Philippe, like all these titans of our faith, you know, these guys that have, and women that have given their life and are just amazing presenters. And then there's me. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Bob sends me this thing a few weeks ago, a week ago, and I look at it and I immediately felt like I'm not good enough. I shouldn't be on there. Oh my gosh, they're teaching and I'm sobbing and crying about my father wounds and 
and all this stuff, right? And so I'm choosing not to do those things anymore, not to sit there and to listen to that. Here it was a beautiful opportunity that most people will never get to be considered someone to be in something like this and the glory and the joy of being asked in it. And I couldn't even see it of what a privilege and a blessing it was to even be considered to be in the same group with those people because I was worried about, I was listening to the wrong voice and being convicted about what I'm not and what mm-hmm. I can't be and what I shouldn't be and and I don't belong and all of that. Well, Victor, that's my resolution this year is to forget what lies behind and strain forward to what's in front of me, believing and looking to Jesus. That's what I want to do in my life. I mean, I don't know if you have any final thoughts here. Well, it's, it's kind of just to piggyback on what you're saying is that, you know, a lot of us are very good at like, like assessing the consequences in our physical life. I mean, like if we're going to invest in something, buy a new truck, buy a house, you know, put money into something, we always do research, right? Yeah. But in our spiritual life, we don't even really sometimes count the cost of the consequence. We just, we just, it is done, and then all of a sudden we realize what it, what it cost us from pain or loss or just destruction of a relationship. Yeah. So going forward, you know, assess the thoughts that are coming. You know, is is this something that's going to make me cause harm to somebody? You know, just if it's a private thought, you know, that yeah. is something that's that no one else knows about. You know, uh, sometimes some of us we, we we think these things and we don't really know there's a consequence to that thought. You know, start from there. Like, where is this thought coming from? Yeah. Is this a thought from from a good place or a bad place? What it, what's the intention? What harm will it do to myself or to others? And if it will cause harm to anybody, then I need to stop thinking of this or yeah. just rebuke that thought. And be yeah. like of your feelings. Right. Like that's yeah. that's what Saint Ignatius did. Right. He was laying up in a bed after his leg yeah. got screwed. You know, messed up in the war. You know, basically blown up in the war. And he's laying there in the days that some days he would have great days and he was joyful and and felt good even in his situation. Other days he felt horrible and he mm-hmm. felt terrible about himself and he had despair and all those things. And he started to realize, okay, like the joy and the consolation is from God. The desolation is not from God. Mm-hmm. And so you pay attention to your feelings and you go, okay, if if I'm thinking things that are making me feel small, inadequate, stupid, um, you know, terrible about myself. That's not who God is. Mm-hmm. That's not God. That's the devil. That is your sworn enemy that hates you, that is doing what he can to destroy beat you down. You. Destroy Why? You. Right, right. Because you matter. Yeah. Because you're important. Because you can make a difference. Because you are a threat to him if you ever start living the way that God called you to live. And as you're trying to do that this year, he is going to show up. So, Victor, here's some how-tos that I wrote down just you know, off the top of my head about what I'm going to do and what I suggest other people do. Number one, get to confession. You know, start the year, New Year off by seeking the Lord's mercy for mistakes and times that you failed. There's no better way to stick it to the devil than to throw yourself on the mercy of God and receive the grace to be different moving forward, right? So get to confession, right? Go there and, and, and whatever's on your heart from last year, confess it, get it out there, receive that grace, uh, make a true amendment, a, a true promise to amend your life and go out and live in this different manner. But you, you need to shake off that and to, and to go in and renew your soul with that grace and that mercy so you have the power to be different, right? It's I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. That strength starts with confession and the mercy that's poured out there and the grace. Two, keep spiritual warfare at the front of your mind. The devil wants to keep you in his grasp, believing all the lies that he's told you about yourself. So, you know... Stop looking at everything in your life as bad luck or a consequence and start realizing that you have an enemy and he's trying to destroy you. Like, don't play around with that anymore. 
make that realization like you said and realize that there are certain thoughts and things and feelings that are come from different places. Pay attention to those. See what makes you feel great. See what makes you feel not great. And then you can start to identify where those things are coming from. Because God's not sitting there going, man, you're a loser. And you still are terrible at that. And you're never going to not be fat. Mm-hmm. Come on, you're fat. Let's deal with it. That's not God. Right? God's sitting there going, I love you. And I'm cheering for you. And I delight in you. And I, and I have your back. And I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this year with my strength and my grace and my mercy. Number three, commit to taking back your peace. Refuse to live in the past. Like when the devil tries to draw you back there, cut that line. You know, just refuse it. Let go of his hand and just say, you know what? I'm not going there because it doesn't matter. I made mistakes. I'm fine with it. I've come to grips with it. People ask me all the time, John, how do you ever get over the things you did to your wife and your kids? I'm not that person anymore, right? I've given my life to Christ. I've, I've, I've received his mercy through confession, those things. And I know that, that those things lie there that the devil can grab and try to drag me back to. But I also know that that's exactly what he's trying to do and that I don't have to go with him. So here, commit to taking your peace back. Refuse to live in the past by bringing yourself back to the present moment and the hope and the possibilities of what lie ahead. And finally, when the devil shows back up, renew your mind. Take every thought captive. No, I don't have to listen to that. No, Jesus doesn't speak to me that way. No, God loves me. I'm good. I'm worthy because of what he says. Mm-hmm. Right? And the rest of it, you just you just let it go. Just like a bug on your windshield. Turn on the water and the wipers and get it out of there. Don't let it sit there and fester. So, folks... Again, thank you for for 2023 and a great year and everything you did. We have huge plans moving for 2024. We have so many needs in the ministry. Uh, If you want to help us, you can do that by going to donorbox.org slash pew. We've just got so many needs, and and, and we just want to grow to reach people. But folks, as you move into 2024, really sit here and listen to this. Go back and listen to it. Pause it in things that, that stirred your heart. But make a commitment today that whatever you decide to do, that number one, one of those things is going to be I'm going to give more of my life to the Lord and I'm going to stick with it. And every time the devil shows up, start to do the things that we talked about here. Take every thought captive. Start to recognize those negative things and those good things and start to differentiate and listen to the ones you need to listen to and cast out the other ones you don't need to listen to. Because you can do anything you want in your life. You want to lose weight, you can do it. You want to quit a job and find another one, you can do it. You want to give your life more to Jesus, you can. But you simply have to believe that you have the power to do that by reaching out, as, as, as Paul says, and, and finding our Lord, looking to Jesus, but also by forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. So folks, I'm going to do that. I know Victor's going to try. God bless you all in the new year. We can't wait to serve you each and every week with new episodes and at the missions and all of those things. Victor, let's take this to, to our Lord and ask him for his help as we get started in this new year. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of another year of life. Even though we may not have lived it well or made mistakes, you were always there, offering us a chance to begin again. As we look to make changes in our lives this new year, help us to keep watch for the evil one and his attempts to snuff out the possibility for those changes in our lives. And Jesus, whenever the devil shows up to convict us of our past and our mistakes, remind us to forget what lies behind and to focus on the hope that lies ahead. In the name of the the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.